0: بسمة لو عندك شيب شيب ترمي على مين؟ شيب شيب.
1: ف honestly at this point probably على نفسي.
0: يا الله عارفة كم تعرف كمية الناس اللي بيجاوبوا على نفسهم. صراحة أنا شخصيا جاوبت على نفسي مرتين أعتقد.
1: oh my god لا ل لما للواقع الواقع I would like to think يعني أنا شخصية مسالمة مع كل الناس غير نفسي.
0: أوف 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 مم. هاي صراحة مشكلة لازم نشتغل عليها مم. طب ليش
1: ليش أم... خذي وقتك إحنا ما عم أوكي okay أم... okay أس... حاليًا اي أه... ثينك think... it... يعني basically because of confusion just life confusion يعني ودي يمكن الشبشة بيضبطي يرتب أفكاري شوي <تصفح>
0: عم تخيل المنظر شب بس هيك عم برتب اعتقد ما بعرف اذا الشب هذا حيسوي شغل الوالدة انت تربيتي بشباشب ولا بلا شباشب لا بدون شباشب الحمد لله كلاس يه مستوى ما بتنفعلنا طيب انا حجاب عن نفس السؤال اليوم بحب اوجه شبشبي شبي ميديا انفلونسيرز لانه صراحة اعرف منهم ومن طيوزهم و صراحة نفس عميق لأنه مش عارفة كيف أعيش حياتي والسوشال ميديا مليان بهيك تخلف وبس هذا السبب الوحيد حابة تبدأ الحلقة؟ يلا الباب مقفول والقلوب مفتوحة وأهم شيء القهوة على النار أهلاً فيكم في لولا جارتي البودكاست اللي يجيب من طق الحنك فائدة اسمي عالية محمود AKA الفجارة واليوم موضوعنا quote quote النصيحة بليز عارفين على حالك جارة.
1: أهلاً آه، اسمي بسم الحمدان يعني أنا حالياً في مرحلة ما بين الدراسة في الجامعة وما بين التدريب فصار يعني confusion Basically confusion. كمان عندي بودكاست باسم برا كلام فاضي آه، آلية شرفتني في البودكاست في حلقة جدا قوية عن العنصرية آه، كمان عندي آه، بزنس باسم ريت فريلس اللي هو مكتبة كتب مستعملة
0: على الانترنت أوكي بس ما أنا صراحة أول شيء لازم أبدأ أقول أنه أنا صرت 25 قبل خمس أيام بس ما حاليا 22 وطبعا يعني هاي ثلاث سنين الفرق بتعطيني المجال انه اعطيكي نصيحة وموعظه لانه هاي ثلاث سنين فرق الحياة يعني علم اوف اوف شو علمتني وحبيت يعني لمصلحتك لمصلحتك بس يعني عندي كتير كلام اقولك يا فعندك اي سؤال محدد تحبي تبدأي فيه
1: أيوة أول شيء بكونك يعني ثلاثة سنين أكبر مني آه الله عطيني نصايح يعني لو تقدري تعطيني نصايح لكي لما كان عمرك 22 سنة أشهد تكون
0: طب إحنا تكلمنا عن الموضوع قبل ما بدأنا نسجل على كيف كانت حياتي وأنا كنت 22 وقلت كيك بكل بساطة أنه كان 22 أسوأ سنة في حياتي ومن غير مبالغة لما أقول أسوأ سنة في حياتي بكل معنى الكلمة بقول أسوأ سنة في حياتي فيعني مش عارفة كيف فيني أبشرك أبشرك بالسنة اللي كانت هي 22 بكل مش عارفة كيف أقولها من غير ما أطول وأعمل موضوع دراما 22 يوم عيد ميلادي دخلت المستشفى كنت كان عبالي أنه قضي يوم بس عم بقرأ وكنت عم بقرأ Catcher in the Rye ما اليوم بالبيجاما وقتها كنت بالأردن الدنيا برد uh, actually yeah it was Dead Poets Society. Wow. Oh, yeah I have a good memory. It was Dead Poets Society. I actually paid for it and uh, I wanted to read Catcher in the Rye and just spend the day in bed. Uh, وبعدين أصحابي مصرين إنهم يزعجوني. منهم رشت علي وبدأت أركض وراها ودخلت رجلي في نص الحت. Oh my god. I went to the hospital. Alhamdulillah, my but it progressed into something called an internal hematoma if I remember correctly, which means there was a lot of blood collected in my leg that got infected. Bismillah. And that ended up resulting in me having to get med- like having to heal and figure out my own shit for months later, and I still have a scar from it, which is beautiful. And a big part of me trying to figure out my health also was a wake-up call for my pre-diabetic, prediabetes, kul had Also, a month before my birthday, I got I had a contract with BBC that ended, and I absolutely have no idea what happened with that job. So I was unemployed, I had an injury, a health problem. And I was looking for jobs, but I couldn't find jobs because I just recently moved to Jordan at that point. And um, شهرين, I had a literal mental breakdown, like clinical textbook mental breakdown that resulted in me becoming severely depressed, like depressed Um, I'm going to start, Manhala, and I'm going to say this is trigger warning, trigger warning. If anyone has issues with mental health issues or suicide or depression, I kindly would recommend that you just skip this episode. So, yeah, 22, extremely depressed, suicidal. I had to go on mental medication. And I literally only like the medication only started working and the therapy only started working in October 2019, which is a month before my birthday. So 22 <تصفيق> not a good year not a good year و للجمهور الكرام بس بحب أقولكم حاليا وجه بسمة غير بشوش غير <تصفيق> يعني سوري بس صراحة حاليا وجهي بقطع الخلف
1: ام انسلي يعني يعني اي الحين كم انا لي من جراين كم ال 22 اي اي مين باندميك <laughs> yeah, and it had that like a keyword to how like my birthday was. Um, mm-hmm. How did I spend my birthday? Do you
0: see my I was A I I was I
1: was I'm trying... Okay, okay. So basically, on my 22nd birthday, I decided I wanted to treat myself. I went out for breakfast. Keep in mind, that mm-hmm. was the first uh, breakfast alone. Keep in mind. This was um, literally a week before my birthday. I was the whole pandemic thing. I was mm-hmm. very much socially distancing, socially isolating myself. from. The fact that I went on a yani to a restaurant on my own felt very strange for uh, it was something I haven't done in a while uh, so I had my book with me I was reading um what I know for sure had Oprah Winfrey such a good read if you haven't read that um, mm-hmm. uh, يعني, yeah I was I spent the first uh, Part of my birthday, kida. Uh, after that, I posted the social media um, video you were talking about, 22 lessons I learned at 22. Uh, um الصراحة, لله, I got amazing feedback on هذا uh, there was someone, there was something for everyone. But also, يعني. I, I think I was kind of afraid in the you know yani I feel like with every age there's this weird confusion or this weird thing where you don't know and to some people you're like really young but to other people you're like mm-hmm. oh my god I just but so I yeah yani yeah, it, it was weird that way so if I I wrote that as part of the caption and but to other people I'm like oh my god I just uh so mm-hmm. yeah it was fun yani so alhamdulillah, so, I, I was really glad I had that post ready and it was literally not min gulp um then basically beal I had a friend come over و, um yeah I hadn't seen this friend keep in mind since like February 2020 so it's been like a good six months or something ف, and she's one of my best friends for any get like pandemic wise it was not like fun but obviously can not add, yani june july started getting out and stuff but that was like my 22nd birthday
0: okay i'm going to tell you something about like this whole 22 thing so for me لو كنت لو حالي او بحب اقول there's there will always be something good in the end even you know what even if it's something as depressing as death period it's there, it's something ends. You you can't keep doing something forever, and of a sudden, for me in 22, it felt like it was never ending. It was such a tough time. It was such a tough time. Like even when I think about it, I rather repeat 2020 again and again and again and again over spending a month in in 2018 when I was going through that 22 phase. So there, like there's a light in the end of the tunnel. And the other thing, as for me, Alan, as soon as I turned 23, you know, it was it was such a monumental experience. I even wrote a quick blog post about it on Lawla Jarty uh, on 24. When I was turned 24, I wrote about my experience turning 23. And I remember clearly I was on a train in London, no, on a bus in London, and I was listening to Umkal Thum and I spent the entire bus ride crying. And it's listen, it's something that I have with London. I studied there. And I decided to revisit um, for my birthday. I saved up money. I just really wanted to go. And I have this thing for crying in public transportation. I don't know why. Sorry, I don't know why. But it's one of the best places to cry. in. I, I have like I have a list of best places that I've cried in because of depression. I will share that list one day, maybe. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> um, but it was it was such a it was such a lovely release, and it really makes you think that these kinds of benchmarks in life, they, they're not, you know, they don't suddenly happen, but you realize that they've happened suddenly. Does that make sense? It kind of does. You know, it's an aha moment. You have aha moments about like year long reflection. Yes, yes, yes. And for me, and I spent, I graduated university with this such a, like, it felt like such a bright future because the day of my graduation, I got a job at BBC and it was, it was such a big deal. Like not many people get jobs as soon as they graduate at BBC, but it went away within four months. It was so brief. It was so quick. And atul like everything shattered within four months. And as soon as those four months were over, I just i had no idea what to do with my life and my mental health came crashing down like a waterfall discovering gravity for the first time so that was 22 but it kind of got better and no, i was oh, looking at my tick, friends Salaha.
1: waterfall discovering Thanks, gravity wow have that on a shirt <laughs> i would buy
0: it <laughs> 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 i promise um so for me what i the biggest difficulty i had when i was becoming older was seeing my friends accomplish so much in their careers while I was unemployed and severely depressed. Mm -hmm. But I had a very severe experience with mental health and a very severe experience with therapy where I had to show up every week. And if I didn't show up, I was on suicide watch. Like it was not, it wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. But I, I had a friend only pointed out to me where she said, you might not have accomplished much in your career, but what you have accomplished in life experience in mental health development in personality development surpasses so many people in your age the point that i'm trying to give you is that you have to have your own specific journey you have to experience your own journey everyone has their own path i'm pretty sure you read something like that on oprah because this is i'm not the first person to say this and I'm, i won't be the last person to say this but everyone has their own specific path and you have to trust yourself you have to trust yourself that you need to go by your own challenges no matter what And um, i i gained some life experiences my career is is a very big question mark um but you know what? Like, to hala, I'm back in and I was having really bad anxiety yesterday, just thinking about where I am in my career and where I am in life. But you, you know, breathing, taking a moment for yourself, you actually realize that it's not. It's not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not so bad. And the three. Okay, here's something that I wanted to tell you. Like, I wrote it down as something that I really wanted to tell you. To something to enjoy at the age of 22. You know, when you're a kid and you make any kind of minor accomplishment and everyone keeps telling you that, oh, my God, you're so mature for like 15. Yes. That's going to stop very soon for you. Bah. <laughs> that's going to stop very soon. Like, I don't know if you've gotten this, and if I because also in an Arab community where kids are very sheltered and they don't really get to gain independence until they're married. Um you know, just just even having your own copy of your house keys is considered an accomplishment when you're an Arab kid in 18. And you get like, you get a big compliment, like, oh my God, you're so mature, you know where your house is. And that will end very soon. You will reach 24 and everything you have to do is just basic adult things. It's no longer an accomplishment to know how to do your laundry.
1: Wow. Honestly, I haven't thought of it that way, but it, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, I would love for you to talk more about post-grad life. So at 22, you had already graduated,
0: Sah. I graduated at 21. I graduated when I was 21 and a half. I finished university in three years. I went to a British school. Okay, okay. A British university. Yeah, um, so yeah. Yeah.
1: I had to go through five years but I'm so done with uni best in um
0: Oh no, enjoy it, girl. University and no I I was so panicky about graduating fast. I was like, I don't wanna waste my parents' money. Yeah. I don't wanna waste anyone's time. I da, da 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 da. I have to be accomplished. I have to be a billionaire at twenty four, like all of that garbage. And then you graduate and you're like, you know what? Yeah, that experience was lovely. I wouldn't have minded doing more of it because you know what you're the beautiful thing about university is that you have a very structured schedule where you get to do everything and nothing like you get to really enjoy your time and it will get boring at some point. I've cried so much about wanting to finish university, but, you know, it has its beauty staying, having a valid reason to be unemployed for five years is fucking amazing
1: honestly yes i understand and there is not as much pressure on you you and as i as i can imagine you you being in like a expected
0: to be a full-time employee at least um no yeah no i can imagine so so, post university it's such a it's such a big question because everyone has very different trajectories after universities i've seen People start their businesses and become successful in a profitable business within a year. I've seen people be unemployed for two years. I've seen people um, do their master's just as an excuse to not have a job. I've seen people take money from their parents and just become successful. I've seen people take jobs in their parents' companies and become extremely successful. I've also seen people who got married and divorced. Like The three years after I graduated university, everything in the world happened and nothing in the world happened. And at the same time, you see people like develop so much money in their bank account, but nothing in the contents of their brain. Yeah. Oh, my God. And and honestly, I know people from school who still behave like they're in kindergarten and also have so much money. But on the other hand, I've seen people have no money, but behave like they're a 90 year old wise man who I would go to for advice. Mm -hmm. So it's it's so different. And. Really, all I want to tell you is to just focus on your own path, and you will not have answers. You might want to be an engineer today, and you might want to be an artist tomorrow, and that's okay. That's just what life is. Listen, Afikra, I'm like sounding really wise to myself right now, and I'm, I'm really into it.
1: <laughs> okay, so i really like uh, since you you kind of talked about paths and whatnot, I'll tell you what my current mindset is, But then maybe you can give me advice based on that. What do you
0: think? yes three years of experience girl I can <laughs> tell you anything <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: um basically uh I know my current yeah yani, mindset is obviously okay so I'm graduating and I I'm expected yani before I actually get my degree I'm expected to go through like a seven month training program situation like I I basically work full-time but I don't get paid uh, but that's not the yes, point I hate that. yeah but and uh okay so basically my current situation is that obviously currently at least um, graduating as a marketing student I'm I'm so in love with marketing that could change any minute I, and I can see it happening but so my point being is um, I'm like I'm I'm having this these conversations with all these different people and figuring out here any what t- sort of job I would be looking for at least actually any my seven month um, program or seven month co-op and I've already Gone through that, or any yani, applied for that. And you know, I have that sorted. But um, and I feel like one thing that's currently going through my mind is that I have so many options. I I feel like I have so many options. Ideally, I don't know where I stand and what uh, options are actually ideal. More ideal. But some are very far fetched, obviously. But um, اللي قاعد افكر إنه كيف أقول I, th- I feel like, yeah, when going through college or any type of like studying situation, you have these certain expectations, you have that certain plan and you don't have much to decide. But then just ending from that and then going through all these and, and seeing that you have like all these different options. I'm not sure where I stand. Like I, I, I have all these different interests, but what is like... What is really something I want to pursue, That's what I'm having difficulty seeing, I guess.
0: You know, there's that's something that I still think about recently. I had a moment, so I landed a job, Bil like the current job that I'm in. And it was supposed to be like a month long gig while I was looking for other things. And I decided that I'm gonna spend 23 traveling, which I did, I traveled as much as I could. And as soon as I turned 24, that was like my deadline for myself. I was like, either Lawla starts making money or I'm going to find a job as I do Lawla Jarti. And Lawla Jarti still hasn't made money, inshallah, one day. Um, and I just was looking for jobs and suddenly this one kind of slapped me in the face. And it's a job where I get to write, which is something that I really want to do. But it wasn't a job that required creativity. And it's a good job. It has good hours. It pays well but I would find myself crying as I drive to work and crying as I drive back to work. And then suddenly crying while I'm working and crying while I'm eating lunch. And even though like, I will keep emphasizing that this job has taught me so much and I'm still learning so much and I have developed so much while I work in this job. And also I'm just going to quickly mention the fact that I kept pursuing this job because of the pandemic. It was, it's, I was completing my second month in it as the pandemic became like a 100% thing. Actually, it was when my why Wait, I can't speak. <sighs> it was my 1 month anniversary at this job as the pandemic forced us to start working from home. So I was just clutching onto something to do because I just didn't know where the future was going. And I will keep emphasizing that this job has taught me so much. But what it taught me most is this is not what I want to do in the future. I, I really understood the fact that I wanted to be a storyteller. I wanted to be creative. And it was mainly because I was crying at work every single time I had to do something that required no creativity, which is extremely unprofessional. And I will keep emphasizing the fact that my boss has seen nothing. Like my boss has not never seen any of that. Not at all. Even though my boss listens to Lola Jati and she might now figure it out. And also, I got the job because of Lola Jarty. So shout out to Lawla Jarty. Um, fancy, Sarah. I know, right? So, um, yeah, it's... Listen, there's an opportunity to learn in any... Like, there's anything, anything. Even when, like, anything, there's an opportunity to learn. It might be profound or not profound or stupid or not stupid. But the biggest thing that you can learn as you try new jobs is that this is something that you don't want to do. It's a, like, it's a... It felt like a relief... It felt like okay, halas. You know what? This is one less thing that I don't have to think about. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Try everything. Listen to all the kinds of music. Do all the kinds of dances. Do all the kinds of job. Do whatever. Just try. Try as many as you like, as many things as you can. Because honestly, I really think this is what your twenties are for, simply because you don't have real responsibilities. You don't True. have kids. You don't like. Here's here's one of the beautiful the the few beautiful things of being an Arab is that you don't really have responsibilities until you tie the knot.
1: Exactly.
0: And you know what? I will very happily be babied by my parents and have not to pay rent and to have a fridge that is filled with food. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, like alhamdulillah, knock on wood, touch wood, do all of those things. You know what? I will take being a codependent child who has a curfew over the fact that I don't have serious responsibilities even though I want to move out every like three seconds, I'm like, I wish I was a white girl who can move out. But you know what? It allows for so much space to experiment without, with, while having a very beautiful big safe net. Alita wulfa has safe net. Um, you know what? It's it's just I there's for me university was something like my favorite thing about university is that. I got to explore explore so many things. I don't know why I felt the sentence was grammatically incorrect. Regardless, I felt like I could try so many things. I was listening to all kinds of music. I was going to all kinds of museums. I, whenever I could travel and I had some money saved up, I would travel. I would meet so many people and I just tried anything I could get my hand on. And I say this even though I was the kind of person who spent most of my time at home. Like, I genuinely hated parties. I hated going out with people late at night. I was a teta, very from the get-go. Um, I just, I like, had to, okay, more crying because this is apparently one of my hobbies. The, I discovered a band in 2016 and uh, that band created an album It's called uh, Teens of Denial. That album was the album that I wrote my thesis to. And it was my most listened to album in 2016, 2017. Um, And I got to go see them live the last month before I had to submit my thesis. And like a lot of things happened. I was supposed to go with a friend. The friend canceled, whatever. Like it was a very a day. And I ended up going alone. And I like that was the first time I ever go to a concert alone. I was never comfortable to go to a concert alone. And I go... And like in the middle, like can't there was a mosh pit, there was people dancing everywhere. And then suddenly I start crying and it was like tears of genuine happiness. It was like tears of I have developed as a human being. I am greatness. I am cool. Oh, my God. Like it was, a coming of it age was movie. so <laughs> dramatic. It was like literally it felt like a teenage movie where I was crying in the middle of a rock concert. And I was like, oh, yeah, here's the best part. I was wearing a fake nose ring.
1: Oh um, as Shout teenage out. as it gets.
0: <laughs> it's it's like teenage angst yeah. at the age of 21. and I was like I was living for it. I was like, uh, uh, I am so mature. Ah. like it was it was so dramatic. and that was it hick. It felt like such a beautiful sum up to what university was for me. It was just, it was just trying a bunch of things. It was just listening to like an album that I didn't think I would listen to. It's that simple. And for me, that was a beautiful takeaway from from university.
1: Literally, I'm just imagining you, imagining you at that concert, and it feels so. Yeah, I, mean, I would watch that movie, honestly, a movie about you. I would definitely watch it, and I can see it being my favorite <laughs> movie, guys.
0: Oh my god, I'm okay. One, you guys, if there's a movie producer out there, if there's a cinematographer out there <laughs> listening to this podcast no, i'm considering me, one of the like
1: mini identity crisis i'm currently having and now i'm considering in a like post-grad i don't know when yani, there's no specific timeline but i might actually want to, to get into directing movies and whatnot
0: listen i i genuinely want to write movies like, Ismail, if you ever become a director, girl, call me. I have, like, several movies to write for you.
1: I, like, like I see is... it happening. But in the So, like, so, like, so, Listen, like, I see it.
0: Oh, my God. This is beautifully documented. This <laughs> is going to be published one day, by one day, inshallah, like, in a few weeks. But, you know, that, honestly, I like the fact that we're saying this on a podcast. Yeah. But for me, like, you see what I mean? Just the way that I described, like, this really dramatic crying moment. It's, I just love the idea of storytelling. It's mm-hmm. something that is so important to me. Ever since I was, like, a child, I... Just reading a book or watching or binge watching NBC Three, like I felt it was so important to me, and I never really understood that I went into journalism wanting to do that. Um, so you know what? Yeah, just just watch all the cartoons. Watch all the cartoons. Do all the things. Eat all the foods. Binge all the movies. Whatever you do, just learn from it. That's my advice. I'm. <laughs> What's your next question, Habibti, Albi, Ayuni, Khalti?
1: I had a question related to something you said. Oh, okay. So we said, and during our 20s, basically we do have the chance to, yes, experiment a lot and learn new things and the Irish. But one issue I'm currently having is that, let's say, assuming, and I want to try all these different things and I want to learn all these different things from different jobs, but, Having you being, مثلا, staying in a job for less than a year and then move to the next job is bad for your CV. Future employers don't like that. But can we talk a little about that? Yani, have you experimented with that? Well, how is that
0: for you? Um, I'm one of the most unqualified. I'm one of the most unqualified people to talk about this, especially because in in my field as a journalist, um, there's a lot of freelance And this kind of freelance system has a lot of uncertainties. Like, for example, the first freelance paying job I had is an amazing job. It's an amazing job. It's fucking BBC. It's an amazing job. And then after that, I had to basically beg for money. I had to do hours and hours and hours and hours of work, unpaid work, just to get basic recognition and then putting that on my CV counted as nothing because telling someone that I did research for a documentary for three months and a company that is small to them was it was nothing so I really struggled with that kind of trying to quantify my experience even though I might on paper might not seem like I have experience but I might have experience where other people's lack but it's really hard to put that down on paper and I constantly struggle with it because I have applied I'm 100% sure that I have applied for over a thousand jobs in my lifetime Um, I don't know if that's actually I don't think that's really that much for three years out of university. But I'm so unqualified in answering this question. I'm so unqualified. I cannot help you one bit. My CV <laughs> is is I don't know if it helps or doesn't help because I get rejected, rejected left, right, and center. And only Lola Jarti got me a damn job. So I am not, I am not qualified. Ask another question. So d- <laughs> do d- not waste d- you your have? time. No. Ask another question. Okay,
1: okay, I will. Um, Lola Jarti, is it on your CV? Because I have Bela on Yeah. It
0: yeah yeah it is it damn right is I put so much hours into it how dare you I've contributed to society with it hey, how dare you agreed
1: agreed posting uh, hot boys
0: on a story how dare you <laughs>
1: Um, Shisma I would say for you It makes absolute sense And I had my doubts With me I'm not a journalist um, I'm not a journalism student So I was like I don't know if this is Going to help me Or this is going to harm me And I feel like One fear with podcasting Or like with content creation I feel like um, Employers are terrified That you're going to Talk about them Or talk about the, like the, the firm you're working for Badly If that makes sense
0: But that's just Unprofessional period Of course Like that's something You can even get sued for because like for example you as soon as you enter a job you often sign NDAs and um discretion agreements non-compete agreements like there's there's so many kinds of um, requirements for you so I think if if a profession I think I don't know I don't I really don't think uh, employers underestimate that kind of structure I really don't think someone is that naive. I'm I'm just gonna say that. But at the same time I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah. has in a general sense. It does make sense obviously and with all the like agreements and the yani you know, whatever you sign, Ukida, I know one thing that's really been interesting is that I like I said, I have the podcast on my CV. والحين, I don't know if you can tell this. So this is like a great advantage to you as well. Um, the Saudi market for podcasting is basically drastically growing. Marra, mm-hmm. Everyone is who everyone and their mother is starting a podcast. And then podcasts are growing yeah. rapidly. ف, like one thing that's been very, very interesting is that like, I've been to multiple interviews for my co-op. Basically, they're all asking me about the podcast because they want to start a podcast, whether it's for their personal yeah. lives, whether for their brand. And it's very fun and interesting. And I love that I have that advantage over, like, other people, as, as like, selfish as that sounds, but, I yani, mean, it's true.
0: I mean, honestly, it kind of feels like a bit of a, like, mm, I want to do this and I don't want you to do this. Like, I kind of feel that way. Um, So by the way, like for me, the podcast idea for it was supposed to be a podcast way before it was supposed to be a blog. It started, I wanted to do this right after I graduated. And the idea came like six months after I graduated, but everything went wrong. And I was like, everything went wrong in my life. So I kind of just kept postponing it again and again, and again, and again, and again, and then creating the domain and then postponing it again, and again, and again, and again. And then three years later, now I'm recording episodes even though like i recorded episodes two m- years ago and i've had equipment for such a long time but F- it's things happen and then you're kind of annoyed like other people have d- are doing it next to you mm-hmm. you know what i mean no but i do you, know again, it's, i do know it's like you have to just focus on your own path have your own voice you have your own niche just brand like exactly you like utilize your own brand and honestly oh my god So I'm going to mention this really briefly because you're going to get an episode about it in a few weeks, inshallah. Um, I'm doing this challenge where I kind of removed all health influencers from my. um, What's it called? I removed all influencers from my feed and I muted some of my friends who Photoshop their own pictures just because anyone who might give me any kind of insecurity. I just block, 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 you know, very much that. And uh, I just got a sponsored ad about a podcast with a very famous health influencer on it. And it was the most triggering thing that I have ever experienced. It was just like like literally the the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do a podcast about not health influencers. And then I get in my face a podcast of a health influencer. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm doing this just so there's a different counter voice to what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so, Yarabi, Instagram listens and it's so scary. It does. It knows you better than you know yourself.
1: Shubhi, to be honest, I, sometimes I'm glad because it, it gives me really good recommendations for for interesting like businesses and whatnot. But when it comes to things I'm trying to avoid, that's the scary part.
0: For me, I've um, in the midst of this pandemic, I've developed a new obsession called k-pop i'm so ashamed i'm so ashamed i am so ashamed i hate myself i hate myself i am so ashamed i have been fighting liking pop music in general and then in the midst of this pandemic i find myself completely obsessed and possessed possessed is the best word to use possessed like that's what k-pop is to me and every single time i try to like unfollow these k-pop accounts or stop listening to k-pop music to just get this music out of my head it just keeps popping up in my recommended page and it's it's like stalking me it's so incessant it's not stopping it's driving me insane it is driving me insane and that's one of the reasons where i was like listen instagram we're going to fix this algorithm mm-hmm this is not going well with me this algorithm needs to be fixed i need to stop giving money and attention to people that i don't like or respect um by the way i respect k-pop but regard- I, i'm talking Chippy, I'm about not, other
1: i'm not like a k-pop fan i would say but i have huge respect for the industry and it's not easy yeah any being famous yeah. from any other country is one thing but in like south korea they take this industry very 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 seriously
0: and another problem that i'm currently having with k-pop you know how you're like you're talking about being 22 and comparing yourself to other people and seeing other people's success I suddenly out of nowhere decided to start comparing myself to, to like young 18 to 22 year old k-pop artists just obsessively being like oh my god they're loved by millions they are loved by millions and they have millions and what am I doing with my life it was like so dramatically comparing myself to them even though I don't want to be a singer i don't want to be a dancer i don't want to change my hair to pink for the market like i have zero interest in becoming k-pop star zero interest or a star in general other than like a podcast star inshallah but i just do nothing but compare myself to them it is such a waste of time that's why the advice that i'm giving you i am just basically articulating it for myself (laughs) <laughs> this is so serious this is this is like this is an intervention to alia <laughs> we should change the <laughs> name of the episode to intervention to alia it took a weird turn yeah it I did
1: know. that's uh, an interesting one to say the least yeah and i'm enjoying the conversation uh okay so i just wanted to give you to kind of like explain basically you see how like 22 was like the worst like year i would say mental health wise and whatever and like health wise in general and that was mm-hmm. me at sixteen going on that sixteen, actually like fifteen going on sixteen. Um, so I had scoliosis. I don't know if that you know what that is.
0: ceramtic, yeah, I have glycmic.
1: but I had to do yeah, yani I had to have surgery. Um, I was 15 going on 16. ف- after that, that's that's when like depression kind of hit me. But it wasn't... صراحة صراحة, to be completely honest, I don't even like to call it depression. And Alhamdulillah, it never got to the point of يعني, me wanting to commit suicide. Me like completely... It was just like me not being myself, which is a type of depression. But يعني, يعني I don't like to, to compare myself to people who have gone, gone through a lot harder stuff. I do if that makes sense. And I don't like to make people mm-hmm. feel and I don't I don't want to, to kind of stray away attention from you or what you've gone through to something that's a little bit more simplistic.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't feel like a lot of people get touchy about it. But you know what? Make it artistic. Say that I had the blues.
1: I, I might start using that honestly. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, you literally literally I was so excited. So like I had the surgery on June 2015. June 2015? No, sorry. June 2014. And then like a month later, I turned 16. hatta my birthday was mm-hmm. not the best birthday ever. I was going through a rough time. By the time I turned 17, I was like, I, I think... I was just so excited to not be 16. Literally, like not, mm-hmm. not the age of 17. And I just didn't want to be 16 anymore because 16 was associated with so many bad memories to me. Um, the, the Like literally, like my family wrote on my cake, like finally 17. Usually people are excited about being 16 or like 18. I was excited about 17. And 17 is when like, I think I really, yeah, I mean, obviously I feel like I don't know, but I feel like I got to know myself so much better, uh, seven, like going through 16 made me really want to know like what my life would be like. But then obviously I, I kept growing from there, I feel like at 17 is when I would say I, is like my best years. Like when my sister, like my sister last week, I think um, turned 17 and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you because 17 is when <laughs> things started getting good for me. So,
0: yeah. I mean it's when you get closer to being an adult honestly I think turning into an adult is is listen this is so weird but every single time I like watch a TV content that says 18 plus I get really excited just because I'm like I have earned the right to watch this I have lived long enough to deserve to deserve to watch a sex scene even though I have zero interest in watching it but like I have deserved the right to see boobies like this is how I feel whenever I think about getting older Um, you know what? I wanna. I actually wanna hear advice from you. So you're actually. I'm really inspired by you, and I love what you do. I love the podcast. I love how strict you are about trying to make it Arabic. I have so much respect for that. And also, I love the read for less. That initiative is. I. I love books. I love books so much. Reading is my life. Writing is my life. And seeing people try to make reading accessible is chapeau Pop, like I for me it's so exciting and honestly thank you for doing that thank you for enlightening so many people and you know what just you are my inspiration I love what you do and I just kind of want advice what would you tell me someone who is as confused and all like dehydrated from tears just tell me <laughs>
1: um I don't know honestly I would say my my biggest two advice mostly for myself is that I really, really, really try to trust my instinct. Wh- whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, there's a certain gut feeling that I really, really like to trust. Hat if it terrifies me to death. Yeah, one of the yeah, mm, the few very amazing decisions I made were all based on fear at first basically it was like a confusion of fear but also excitement and يعني, that's when I realized and you know, okay this is something I want to pursue and I uh, currently whether it's with read for less with, uh, with the podcast it's not me and yes I want to pursue this full time whatever I still don't know if I if I can even make that happen but uh, it's like I, I as, as, as like cliche as that sounds, because I love the idea of passion projects. Mara, I love the idea mm-hmm. of يعني, finding something you like, finding something you would, مثلا, considering content, creating content you would like to see. I, يعني I love that. يعني حتى, uh, recently when people have been asking me about the podcast, أنا قاعدة أقول إنه I created the podcast لشيء أنا أبغى أشوفه. أنا شيء كنت أنا متمنية وأسمعه. كنت أشوفه من ناس yeah. أجانب وزي كذا بس ما كنت أشوفه في العرب. ما كنت أشوفه يعني ب, ب, ب أو بدول أو كذا. Obviously, في content creators زي كذا بس أنا صراحة شوية جالسة قاعدة I don't see them. <laughs> فاا يعني لما يجي الواقع there are some amazing Arabic content creators. That uh, until recently I wasn't exposed to. But in, um, Please send them
0: my way to me. Please send more them than... my way. I'm always looking for people. I'm always always looking for people. I, I will. can never find enough people. I Please will. Send them I my will. Way.
1: And honestly, um, currently, yeah, uh, I can't. I, I don't think I can pinpoint names. Another, it's not like. مثلا there's uh, there's this one person اللي, oh my god I love their content كلهم uh, كل it's more like no, okay I like this sort of content from this person I like this sort of sort of content from this person recently I've been following إذا تعرفين نوف بوزير, I think
0: no um, عندها
1: podcast her. I believe اسمه I think it's more Alakat 101 or she's like that. I haven't listened to the podcast yet. But um, uh, I think, uh, basically the content she puts seems to be very, very interesting. Uh, one of the content creators that I, watched, I actually kind of get into it. when you postpone something and you know when you start it, you're going to get hooked. I has he a bit Um come on uh hakim. No? Okay, okay. Like, Noob Hakim is an amazing person. Um I've met her actually but in like, I don't think we يعني, I met her through work for so, We didn't have like a actually good conversation well, i didn't i wasn't exposed much to her content so I could not know what sort of conversation i would have i and now if i had seen her i would be like i love your content i love what you stand for basically uh, Mara, she's a person who's into like self healing yani whether it's like past experiences past emotions past relationships all um, I believe she's been يعني, married and divorced and she got remarried. But she talks a lot about that and healing from that. Um, come on, she's really into meditation or uh, um, morning pages. I love her content. Um, she's inspiring to me. Um,
0: you know what? Speaking of inspiring, um, you did an episode or a content regarding journaling in Arabic. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me commit to journaling in Arabic against it. Yeah, because I used to like love to like write a few sentences and then not write anything for a month and then write like 300 pages in two weeks. And then like, you know, that vibe. And then I was just like, you know what, maybe I should start jotting my thoughts down in Arabic. And it was a big part of it because of the content that you created. So thanks Oh man. my
1: god, that's I'm so flattered. Um ironically, عربي عربي we're mostly speaking English. أحس, uh, yeah. when I think about it, honestly, ال... لله, I'm so happy with this. But basically, um, because of the podcast that sometimes I just miss having like a like a fully English conversation. Well, mostly English at least. Uh, when when we started before we started recording, get like no, do you want me to start to talk in English whether and it doesn't matter to me? And now when it comes to conversations with my friends, I mostly speak like this. Khalit and Arabic easy, and I see what works and it depends on how like what I want to say.
0: Um I think how هذه واحدة من الأشياء اللي بتحسسني إنه عن جد بيقل عنا المحتوى العربي لأنه مثلاً لما أفكر أنا ليش بحكي عربي وليش بحكي إنجليزي وإمت بحكي عربي وإمت بحكي إنجليزي معظم الوقت بيكون على حسب الـ اللي بستهلكه باللغة
1: <تصفيق> مثلاً
0: عربي جرايد بقرأ عربي أخبار بقرأ عربي تعليمي كان معظم عربي لما أحكي مع عائلتي ونكت وضحك معظمها بيكون بالعربي بس مثلاً لما أسمع أغاني لما أقرأ كتب عن الفلسفة لما أقرأ كتب روايات بيكون معظمها في الإنجليزي وخاصة مثلاً وين pop culture ما بعرف إيش كيف how do I even explain pop culture in Arabic for, for it's it's it just is a testament for how much Arabic content we lack even when you have and I've even noticed that in people who've who weren't who didn't study English properly in school, who didn't have the privilege to do so, they still use English as a language to express themselves when talking about movies, when talking about music, when using certain terminology to describe health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? no, ما حد يقول تخفيف وزن او كل احد يقول diet. Always مثلا health regarding weightlifting, it's always in English. When people are talking about music, it's always like scales and tunes and notes and whatever. Unless someone is like a properly educated Arabic musician. Like you don't hear that. That's my biggest problem. And I'm going to blame exactly. memes. Memes in colonialism. Memes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, uh, are you going memes? I thought I... Memes and
0: colonialism.
1: Wow. Both. Honestly, honestly yes. I been I think yani I agree. Um, I think with Here's the thing, Yani. When I created the episode on mental health, uh, basically, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry,
0: I didn't hear it yet. Oh, Take your time.
1: But, uh, one really interesting thing is that most of the mental health-related terms, And then وبعدين قلت oh, أو بالعربي. Because I was exposed to it early on. Yani, when I was first introduced to what mental health is, كان بالإنجليزي. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> By the
0: way, even even like medically, I've noticed. So I've I've been a copywriter for I've like done copywriting for medical institutes, mm-hmm. and whenever I write in Arabic, it's always مثلاً uh, انفصام شخصية بين قوسين bipolar disorder, something like that. I might be translating it correctly, but it's always like you write it in Arabic and then you like you instantly translate it in English, and that's how we write content for medical websites in Arabic. So yeah, it's a problem even though, even though a lot of medical terms come from Latin But we do not use it properly
1: It's really annoying It's
0: really annoying It's so sad you know what? There's a really interesting. Um, I don't know if it's a TED Talk or Muhammad <laughs> sawaha, Neil deGrasse Tyson about the uh, like the enlightened age of Islam, mm-hmm. and it was specifically about how Muslims had science really figured out, and then how everything went wrong. And it's. It really talks about how religion used to carry science and how it used to prioritize the sciences and how everything went wrong. And how right now, he says something about how most Nobel Prize winners in the sciences are not Muslim, are not Arab. And it, it's it's a really fascinating talk. I really recommend people go on YouTube and, and search it. I think you just Google something like Neil deGrasse Tyson and religion or Neil deGrasse Tyson in Islam and it he talks about it it's a really interesting conversation
1: asaraha it is one thing that was really interesting to me um يعني, sort of yani it's related to the topic of um yani كيف ان العلم بدا بالعربي وكذا um معنى كنت كاتب اقرا رواية اسمها the pillars of the earth Okay. if you've heard of it I think it's by Nick Follett, basically قاعد يتكلم عن العصور الجاهليه في بريطانيا okay. قبل ما تصير بريطانيا اساسا يعني, جزء من القصة, القصة مره طويله يمكن ألف صفحة شيء كذا it's such an interesting book يعني مرة I would recommend um it takes a lot of time to read صراحة, بس, it was very very different than anything I've ever read but in a good way um فمرة أذ أذكر إنه في شيء مرة بسطت عليه إنه جاء في جزء الشخصية أحد الشخصيات الرئيسية يروح إسبانيا على أساس يتعلم العلوم وكان قاعد يتكلم على العلوم إنه إنه كانت في ذيك الفترة لسه جاية من الإسلام جاية من المسلمين جاية بالعربي فكان أعتقد كان قاعد يحاول يوصل لنسخة المترجمة أو شيء زي كذا ف... بالنسبة لي أول شيء انبسط إنه في كتاب إنجليزي بريطاني قاعد يعترف أول شيء لأن في الأخير روايه كان ممكن الف شيء جديد فمن ناحية هذا كان تاريخي صحيح وبس بصفة عامة ام جست ام سعد يعني ام حتى ترى تفكر فيها أنا كماركتينج يعني our arabic professors كلهم يقولون ان ترى ان marketing للاسف ما ينفع الترجم حقتها لا عفوا ترجمتها حاليا غلط فكلنا احنا لما نقول marketing terms نقولها بالانجليزي obviously انا يعني i am partly Jessica بس يعني الناس الثانيين they're using it because the arabic translations of them are incorrect or inaccurate yeah يعني للأسف كنا مرة متقدمين وبعدين شوفي صار.
0: you know what here is to circle back another mm-hmm. Jessica term but circling back to the topic I one of the most important things that I have learned in my short time on this earth is the ability to form your own opinion mm-hmm. it is a very underrated skill and a not utilized enough skill mm-hmm. the ability to form your own opinion and now that you're talking about books and stuff one of like it felt like a moment in my life that felt like a a breath of fresh air was when I just decided that I don't like philosophy. Like I, so when I was like, like in my early teens, I kind of really decided that I had to have a good personality. Like I genuinely decided that being pretty is not an option for me. That has a lot of unfolding to do, like disregard that. But I really decided that being pretty is not an option for me. Therefore, I had to have a personality. And that's when i started picking up books i was like you know what being smart being funny might be the right thing to do and i was trying so hard so hard to get into more and more difficult books especially because i used to read like vampire teenage fiction when i was younger and i was like you know what no 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 we're getting complicated we're getting smart and i read so many complicated books just because they're complicated and I used to pretend to like them. I was like, you know what, girl, I'm smart. I like Nietzsche. You know what? I am smart and I don't like Nietzsche. Like, it's, I really decided that screw what anyone else thinks. It's okay to formulate your own opinion. And I f- like, I also especially brilliant. realized this when I was reading Murakami. For some odd reason, everyone is obsessed with Murakami. And I've read two books for him and I just decided, you know what? I don't have to like him. And that's okay because guess what? I have critical thinking skills and I can make up my own opinion. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um,
1: and that's hey, la, what I would like I to tell
0: to younger people.
1: No, no, that's really good advice. I know, uh, I think. I would say one additional advice since we're like both giving advice now um, <laughs> it's supposed to you giving me advice but it turns out not to be Honey, if, it,
0: if you want I have so much to say
1: I decided command and enough yeah <laughs> uh, any voicing <laughs> or like make making yeah your own decisions or your your own opinion on things yeah I think one also very very important skill to learn, and even more less people, I, I guess, use it. And when you you do form an opinion and you do have, and even if it's if it, whether it's different or the same, whether it's like your family, whether like completely different, we have very bad, like skills when it comes to talking about like different opinions and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, we, we we, I would say like, the Arab in a it's either literally my way or the highway. And we don't have the skills to kind of um, like be respectful of other other people's people's opinions, I guess.
0: Yeah, by the way, that's, that's, that's okay, this is one of the things that um, a lot of people, like a lot of people in my family pointed out about me So, when I was 16, I was a hothead, partially because of my mental health and partially because I was just a teenager, um, where I used to argue about everything. Everything. I was such an annoying teenager to be around, teenager to be around. And I used to, like, my opinion is the only opinion that is correct. I still kind of think that. (laughs) But I didn't have the social etiquette to just fucking shut up and listen to other people. I still struggle to do that, not going to lie. But now I just, you know what? If someone disagrees with me, that is healthy. That is how things should be. And it's okay to respect other people's opinion. And now I just, I stopped pushing my agenda onto people. Like I used to be, you know, an ambitious communist at the age of 16. I just, like, let people be whatever you think is fair and whatever I think is fair. That's like that's
1: صدق. a way to think about it so I um, I don't know يعني, as, as, I feel I one, one thing I truly believe in and then things we don't like to argue about are the things we were just taught and that this is the way it is Yani, we weren't taught to to ask questions like why how the اش so when it comes to things like that I feel... ترى i would say ان we're not because we're taught so many things من this is how it is we're not taught to listen to other opinions and respect other's opinions or if they're totally different than what we believe in يعني اسمعي be like okay so we agree to disagree at least you got to learn a new perspective whether you're حتى to if
0: you're completely important thing you can learn in life is to listen to others and be able to form your own opinion. I genuinely think this is the most underrated skill, the most important skill, critical thinking skills. It's it's really not utilized enough. You really look on the internet, you look at people fighting, you look at people, I don't know, doing whatever, speaking. It's 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 so obvious that people don't know how to make their own mind
1: Eh. okay
0: here's here's something that i learned from rupaul it's one of my favorite pieces of advice and i you know what i'm kind of tempted to end on this note i feel like rupaul is a very good way to end um he says something if they ain't paying you pay them no mind a person's opinion of you does not matter unless they're paying you and i really think that okay but like you have to arabize it so you have to like add direct arab family because like you don't want to go to hell because but at the same time if they're not paying you pay them no mind wow i love that
1: you
0: know what i'm gonna kind of close on that but i want you to tell me because this is a lesson in life what did you learn from this episode
1: what did I learn from this episode? Oh, I that I would love to talk to Alia for hours every day. <laughs> My ego. honestly wallahi wallahi and more, more than anything we were يعني, we were kind of figuring out how this episode is going to go and i literally yeah. said and basically like i have two questions in mind but i don't i'm not worried then i'm sure the conversation is just going to keep going oh it's gone yani we've we've touched on some lighter topics so on some heavier ones but um it was a genuinely fun conversation yeah
0: I'm so excited,
1: Diani, yeah, for it to come out.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's all you've learned. That's it. That's it. <sighs> um I mean, <laughs> honestly? like there this being a guest on this show, you get graded. So you better answer.
1: <laughs> ah I'm already getting graded on so much. I'm still a student. Did you forget? <laughs>
0: excuses are not gonna help you grow in your 20s (laughs) Mm. um you know what i'm just gonna set you free you know what guys if you've learned anything please write in the comments i'm gonna set this girl free she deserves a break from my incessant auntie advice and you guys thank you for listening thank you for listening to my advice and to for taking time to listen to unsolicited advice. And also you guys, thank you for listening. Please rate and comment, share. Is a in share. Um please share. And forever. Love you guys. Bye.